This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And now, here's your host of the Decoding Obesity Podcast, Dr. Avishkar Sabarwal. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Decoding Obesity Podcast. The daily fiber intake of Americans is inadequate. Let's talk about fiber today. But first, I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about the reviews I'm getting. I want to begin by thanking all of you who have left me a review. I also want to encourage people who have not left a review yet to please leave me one. They may not seem important, but are in fact very, very important on how the podcast is ranked and the ability of people to discover it. So head on over to write a review section on Apple Podcasts and please leave me a review. It really, really helps with the podcast. I have a goal to reach at least a thousand reviews by the end of the year and I need your help. I really sincerely need your help. So please take a few minutes to write me a review. I would really, really appreciate it. I also want to extend an invitation to all of you to join me on my next Decoding Obesity Hangout. This is a safe space where you can discuss your challenges in your weight loss journey, network with other people in different stages of their journey, and much more. So head on over to www.decodingobesity.com forward slash hangout and sign up for the next meetup. This is 100% free and I'm sure you're going to love it. I want to welcome Dr. Richa Mittal to the show. She's also both certified in obesity medicine and lifestyle medicine, just like me, and runs a direct care membership practice focusing on obesity and lifestyle medicine. She's fairly active on social media as well and runs a wellness blog, and she has a lifestyle and plant-based living course in the development. Welcome, Richa. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. So yeah, this is exciting. It's very nice to catch up with somebody who is a fellow lifestyle medicine and obesity medicine both certified physician. Yes, it is. There are more and more of us jumping into this space, and it's really exciting. Yeah. So let's talk fiber. How important is fiber in our overall health? It's important. It's one of the missing ingredients, I believe, in the whole picture that no one's been focusing on or talking about. So I'm excited that we get to talk about it today because it yeah. really has impacts on all aspects of our health. There's so many systems that are affected by fiber. Yeah, you know, even the USDA guidelines that came out for 2020 to 2025, they mentioned that the fiber intake is inadequate. And we know that in the American diet, the fiber intake is grossly inadequate. But what does fiber do? Is it, does it do more than just adding bulk to the food and to your stools? Yes, definitely. So of course, that's a very important aspect that I think a lot of people think about because it affects their day-to-day -day quality of life. But of course, there's a lot of other reasons to include adequate amounts of fiber in your diet. And, you know, those are simply when you eat fiber, you feel fuller for longer. So you're going to be less hungry, which, you know, especially for people who are trying to lose weight and eat less, hunger is a real issue. There are also benefits to the cholesterol levels that actually helps to bind cholesterol in the stool and remove it that way. It also helps to stabilize the blood sugar. That's especially important for our population who's dealing with prediabetes or diabetes. So we get better blood sugar control. There's benefits to reduce risk of colon cancer. 
And really, you know, one of the factors that really hasn't been talked about much, but I think we're going to hear more and more about is really the effect of fiber on our gut bacteria. Yeah, and I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's exciting to me. I always loved microbiology. So this is like all of it coming together. But, you know, the gut microbiome and the effects of our current way of eating, say, in the standard American diet, leads to something called dysbiosis, you know, and that's kind of an imbalance of uh, bacteria. And fiber yeah. can help to rebalance that. That has effects on our metabolic health and inflammation and heart health and obesity. Yeah. And, um, you know, people don't realize that we have more microbiota in our gut than actually human body cells. So right. that's something that people don't realize. So it's so important to keep that uh, gut microbiome healthy. And, you know, having fiber is such an important way in which you can keep it healthy. Now, we talk about fiber and we learn about soluble fiber, insoluble fiber. There are different supplements available outside in the market for fiber. So really, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about supplements in a moment. But, you know, I think the foundation of our health really needs to be simply eating real food, right? That's always the best yeah. place to start. <laughs> and then in terms of fiber intake, so yes, there's two kinds of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. So soluble fiber is the type of fiber that basically gets dissolved into the water. And so when we eat that type of fiber, it helps to kind of form a gel-like substance in the stomach and in the um, intestines that actually slows digestion, but also has those beneficial effects of increased fullness after we eat and that, you know, kind of uh, decrease in that spike in our blood sugar that might happen if we're eating food that doesn't have fiber. So soluble fiber is found in a lot of different types of foods, but let's talk about insoluble fiber and what the difference is first. So Insoluble fiber is actually fiber that, yes, doesn't get dissolved. <laughs> so it's called insoluble. <laughs> and that type of fiber actually helps the transit of stool through the bowel. So it actually speeds things up. It helps to bulk the stool. And we don't actually absorb that fiber. We're just simply kind of having it pass through. And really, both are important for digestion and for gut health and all the factors that we're talking about. And, you know, different foods have different amounts. And, you know, for instance, say like beans, right? Like that's a high fiber food. It has both types of fiber. It has soluble and insoluble. Typically foods that are whole grains like oatmeal, barley, those are going to give you soluble fiber. And then things like potatoes, nuts, and whole wheat bran is your insoluble fiber. So Really, if you're eating a broad spectrum of those foods, you're going to get both kinds. Yeah. So, you know, both of them are, I think, very, very important. And especially like we talked about fiber in obesity, really it helps with, you know, lowering the absorption of the sugars. It helps with the gut microbiota, which is also playing a very important role in obesity itself because of the way it ferments all of the insoluble undigested fiber in our colon and what is absorbed and not absorbed, all of that also plays into uh, you know the disease of obesity exactly. as we're learning now. Yeah. So we know that meats don't have fiber in them, right? It's only the plant products that have fiber in them. So obviously people try to take them, you know, take fiber over the counter. I would assume that obviously natural sources are better than over the counter, but what do we know about that? 
Yeah. So as far as over-the-counter, you know, supplements, first of all, there's actually not as much as you think in them. So uh, a tablespoon of Metamucil, say, which is an over-the-counter fiber that people consume, it has three grams of fiber out of which two grams is soluble. So, I mean, definitely it's a good place to start if you're just, you know, having issues getting fiber. I always tell my patients, like, while we're learning how to eat more of these foods, and especially if they're suffering from things like constipation, which some of the medications that we prescribe, you know, cause that, I say, go ahead and add a fiber supplement. I think the thing to think about, too, is that the fiber supplement is not going to have all the beneficial vitamins and minerals that the real food would have been had that you would be eating. Um, and yeah. it's typically just one kind of fiber, right? It's not going to have that combination of fibers too. And I mean, the other thing is also that we have this reductionist attitude in science now that we're trying to reduce everything into its components. But really, it's the, the synchrony of these different components in the foods that really play an important role. So fiber is fiber, but fiber in its natural form has other effects which we may or may not know about right now so you know looking at food as a whole rather than the components of it like micronutrients micronutrients i think is much more important and you know we talk about fiber so what are the good sources of fiber that people can get it from yeah so you know first of all if you're eating something that came from a plant it has fiber In terms of foods that are higher in fiber, so your beans, lentils, legumes, artichokes, foods like raspberries, citrus, wheat bran, I mean, you know, peas, there's just like all of these (laughs) different foods here, nuts. So if you're starting to incorporate those foods, you know, of course, you can look up lists of additional ones, but the really high fiber foods are kind of some of the ones I just listed, barley, Chia seeds are really great. Yeah, and you know, I just remembered that when we talked about uh, Metamucil and a, a tablespoon has just three grams of fiber, I just want to give people a perspective of what the daily requirement of fiber is. It's about 40 to 45 grams a day. And you take right. that into perspective and then you look at just three grams from a tablespoon of Metamucil. It's less than one-tenth of what is actually required. So, you know, you take that into perspective and you realize that uh, you really need to incorporate more plant-based foods to kind of meet your fiber requirements for the day. And that's very important to understand because, you know, the way things are marketed, it's very different from the way things are in reality. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, one of the things that I always tell my patients and I practice myself is, you know, the eyeball test of your plate. So first of all, if half your plate is covered in some type of vegetable, you know, that's going to help. And even if you are incorporating meat in your plate, you can also make it a point to incorporate some plant-based protein as well. So something like beans or uh, legumes, something like that, uh, nuts. And then in addition to that, when you are choosing your grains, go for whole grains, and that's going to give you more fiber too. The great thing about vegetables is they're very low calorie, they're super high fiber, and they're kind of a free food. You know, do you do you agree with that? Like broccoli? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Actually, broccoli is one of my favorite vegetables. Yeah. I just love broccoli. Yeah. It's essentially kind of like free calories, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just so calorically, it's very nutrient dense, but not right. very calorie dense. So you can have a lot of it. And I haven't heard of anyone eating too much broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. But what about, you know, these processed foods and you have so many brands of granola bars and granolas and all of these things. I mean, they're not healthy overall because of the added sugar and this and that. But, you know, they talk about these many grams of fiber and then they give you a percentage of daily value. And, you know, they can be misleading. But what do you think about that? Yeah. So first of all, you make a great point about all the added stuff there, like the sugar. But, you know, in general, maybe if you're like you're making your own granola and if you're doing like whole grains and nuts and seeds and things like that, then I think that could be a good source. You know, when they have these products that they're marketing, they're typically adding some type of fiber, right? So whether it's inulin or cellulose and things like that, you know, you're getting one kind of fiber there and it is fiber, but again, you're missing out on perhaps, you know, at least making sure that you're also getting it through other foods that naturally, you know, have the fiber in that state so that you're getting all the nutrients that you could get from those foods. But yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's also important to get the nutrients from the whole foods rather than, you know, get individual mm -hmm. components from different foods. Yes. And also, I was going to mention that, you know, some of the foods where they add fiber, like things like that, the stuff that they put in there for the fiber, it makes people go to the bathroom. So sometimes there's diarrhea, bloating, flatulence, because it's just like a huge amount of fiber at one time versus if it was incorporated, you know, in a more natural way. Yeah, but I mean, that's going to be obviously individual for different people. I think yes. I think beans are infamous for that too. <laughs> they are, but you know, there's ways to cook them. Like you can soak the beans and then pour off the water that can help with the flatulence. But yeah. also, you know, we were talking about those gut bacteria, right? So as you add fiber in your diet, it's really important to not, not go from five grams a day to 40, but actually work your way up. And yeah. that way your gut bacteria have a chance to acclimate and you're actually going to change your gut bacteria to the ones that can handle it. Yeah, that's true. And, <laughs> and and it's really not about counting the amount of grams that you're eating. It's just really about transitioning to more natural foods, which will automatically increase the amount of fiber intake. Right. And natural have to be, they have to be plant-based because animal products do not have fiber in them, unfortunately. Right. So you cannot get your fiber from your meats. They actually ate the fiber, though. <laughs> <laughs> they <ate the> grass. <laughs> so they got the benefits of the fiber right unfortunately we don't exactly. so we gotta eat the fiber too all yeah. right so yeah that's been interesting do you have any other parting thoughts uh no i think like we covered most of the basics you know one thing i was going to mention earlier when we were talking about that gut microbiome yes i'm going to my favorite topic um is you know these those substances that you were mentioning you know it's really interesting because our bacteria and our gut eat what we eat. And, you know, you were mentioning when they process the fiber that we eat, they're actually producing these chemicals called short-chain fatty acids. Yeah, like butyrate. And yes, whatever. and yeah. we're learning so much more about how those go across the gut wall and actually help to decrease inflammation, help with weight regulation. So there's yep. going to be, there's impacts on metabolic syndrome like diabetes, and yeah. so, you know, I think like when we talk about food as medicine, we have to talk about fiber. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's so important to have uh, incorporate a lot of fiber in your diet and yes. through natural foods. Um, of course, like you mentioned, we can have over the counter, but natural foods, in my opinion, trump, you know, over the counter. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you on that. All right. 
This has been a very interesting episode, a very short and succinct episode on fiber. Thank you so much, Richa, for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to listen to this episode. Don't forget to leave me a review and head on over to www.decodingobesity.com forward slash hangout to sign up for the next Decoding Obesity Hangout. I'll see you all next time. You've been listening to the Decoding Obesity Podcast. Please remember, the information in this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests and do not constitute medical advice. Views and opinions on this show do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.